Hi guys, welcome back to Lipstick Laundry. This is your girl, Shiny. And I'm your co-host, Kim. And we are here once again to discuss all types of laundry. The clean, the dirty, and everything in between. So what's poppin', Kim? Oh, well, this week I have been organizing, I'm redecorating. I'm like doing a whole bunch of shit. And I think I realized that it's been like, what is it, a month or two months that I've been home and I haven't done shit. I'm you ain't nervous. did shit, sis. Not <laughs> I'm shit. nervous. So I feel like everyone keeps saying you need a new talent, you need a new this during COVID. And so I started putting some, some stuff in storage, taking down clothes I don't wear anymore. So Good I'm like, girl. I'm busy, busy. Like, I'm... Good girl. I'm accomplished. See, I don't have these troubles because I'm an essential fucking worker. So right. everything is still packed up at the girl, house how it is. Ass to work. I'm going to work. Right. Okay. <laughs> we filing these damn papers. All right. Yeah. We doing what we need to do. But um, yeah, it's about time. Y'all ass is about to go back to work. Yep. Y'all about to go back to work. Yep, yep, yep. So so Christian um reached out to me and he heard Joanne's I keep I want to call her Joanna sometimes. It's weird. But anyway, he heard, Her name's Jo What is Johan? What? I think it's Johan. I don't think it's really pronounced like Joanne or whatever. So Christian <laughs> was listening to Joanne's, which is the changes episode. Just so you know, we have our girl Joanne talking about, um, you know, just her journey on divorce and everything. So Christian, yeah. he reached out and he wanted to. He's just like, well, wait a minute. Are you guys not going to tell a male point of view? I was like, well, shit, you yeah. know how to reach us. Yeah, I feel like the niggas are getting pretty pissed at us. I got a couple dudes that, for sure, they're but listening and they're like, they're listening and they're just like, what about us? Like, okay, hello, so we feel, we, 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 everything. Okay, What's good? So hit my line. If you feel some type of way, hit my line. We Listen. But wait a minute, Kim. Kim, you ain't put that line out yet. I don't think they know. What you mean? They don't know the phone number. Yeah, but we said, drop your drawers, all that, all that. Right. I guess right. some of them ain't listening and writing emails and such, so they just calling the phones with the fuck shit. But, um, yeah, um, Christian wants to tell his story. Yeah. I've never met Christian before. Oh, what? oh, he's calling. He's on time. <laughs> he's on time. So then I guess we can't get into our soapbox. Nah, let's just do this. Okay. Hey Christian, it's Kim. Um, Shane is also here. We're, we wanted to formally welcome you or officially welcome you to Lipstick Laundry. And today we're discussing, um, our least favorite D word, which is divorce. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do us a favor and tell us a little bit about you and, um, how did you get to the D word? So, just recently turned 32 in, uh, April. I had met my now ex-wife back in 2010, and we got together. We were friends, actually, for about eight or nine months, and we were friends with no intentions of trying to be together. When, when we first met and, you know, I was flirting with her, she had told me, um, just so you know, me and you would never be together because you're not my type. And I made that into a joke, and I have I remember so this day I told her, I'm gonna one day you're gonna be mine, you'll see, and um, and then we became friends. We started going out club, and she's the one that actually got me into the club scene. That was never my scene. Um, and then one random day she had came over. It was like about midnight, and we started messing around. It happened out of nowhere, and then that turned into us being friends with benefits for about hold another on, eight or nine on, months. Hold on, hold on, hold on, mm. hold on, Christian. Oh, Christian, oh. I got a question, Christian. Uh-huh. Tell me about these male and female friends that just come over really late at night to hang out. I say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. <laughs> This how did was, that um, happen? Like, how? What's funny is that she had came over. I was, this is, oh, my God, it was such a long time ago. I was living with my parents at at their old location, and mm-hmm. she was at her sister-in-law's house. And then she had hit me up, and she was like, hey, I'm on my way home. She was going to her parents' house, and her on her way to her parents' house, she passes mine. So she asked me if I was home, if I was awake. Um, it actually wasn't. It wasn't midnight. It was probably like around 10 p.m. And uh-huh. um, 
And then nothing. She came over. We were chilling in her, in her car in front of my crib. And then one thing led to another, and we just started messing around. Were there drinks involved? Because I feel like 10 p.m. No. no. Sis knew what she was doing when yeah, she like called. I feel, I feel like 10 p.m. is after hours. For sure. She definitely wanted yeah. to mess around. But carry Yeah, on. there was... I wasn't drinking. No, I wasn't drinking. Um, I don't think she was. I mean, if I can recall, I don't think she was. But that's pretty much what happened. And then mm-hmm. after being friends with benefits for like about eight months or so, I had given her an ultimatum that I told her because I didn't see her as just continuing to be friends with benefits. I wanted a relationship. And I told her we either make this official or I don't want to do this anymore. And so you asked for confirmation of the relationship. You asked yeah. to connect that. Okay. Yeah, I had asked her to be my girlfriend on July third, two thousand ten. Wait, oh, wow. I didn't know that people asked. Like, I feel like. Oh, remember like, this I... is back then. This is back. This is when it was cool to be in a relationship. Wait a minute. Wait. So it's uncool now. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not, still wants a relationship. No, no, it's not that it's uncool. It's just harder now because women, women not only do not need a man, but they also don't want a man nowadays. Okay. They're so independent. Okay. Yes. Insert city girl here. No, for real. <laughs> wow. That's the so, way. That's the way I feel. So when I tell this story, I always tell people I felt like I got into a relationship when it was cool, when it was like not an issue, when it wasn't a problem, when you didn't have to. Social media wasn't really such a big thing at that time, where it made it such right. a, a a big deal. Right. So so you asked her, and was she immediately like, "Yes"? What do you think we've been doing here these past eight months? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I had um. I had, um, it's funny because um, her brother is really, one of her brothers is really overprotective. So I actually mm-hmm. told him, like I asked him, like, is it okay if I ask your, your sister to be my um, my girlfriend? And I remember, wow. says, I remember verbatim, he said, yeah, that's fine. But if you break her heart, I'm going to break your neck. And he's, this dude has been to jail before. He's gotten in trouble a long many times. <laughs> I, I took his word. Like I knew he was being for real. Wow. And okay. Were, that's really, that's a real gentleman, I feel. Like, no one's even asking for marriage, much less. So, but wait, so he said like no. That. So, if he said no, what were your, what would have your next steps been? I don't think it would have mattered because, um, because my ex-wife would have been like, I don't care. She would have just told him, listen, don't get involved. And, and that's it. Okay. Most likely, that's the way it would have gone. So she's that's been a, kind of, and he's been to jail. He's been to jail. So, <laughs> we don't know. He would have probably rolled up on you. We don't know. <laughs> True. So then she. So so before you guys made it official, when people would ask, "Hey, do you have a girlfriend?" What would you say? What? Repeat that again. Before so before you made it official, official like it's people were to ask you like hey do you have a girlfriend or if you're introducing her to someone what how was your introduction oh my god can so we know we how the benefits work hush i want to see what he does all right he's over here asking brothers to date sisters and shit true true yeah, we'll to- we were very secretive we we're very secretive nobody knew like we had a, a little crew of friends that we used to go out with and go clubbing nobody uh-huh. knew that we were messing around like there were times that We'll be in, in like, her friend's car, and um, her friend will go drop me off first, and then she'll go drop um, my ex-wife off, and my ex-wife will pretend like she was going in the house until her friend left, and then I'll wait in my car and go pick her up. Wait a minute. Who are you? Three or four in the morning after the club. Oh, wow. That's we, were very, we were very secretive. Nobody, nobody knew what was going on between me and her. Yeah. So let me ask you something. At the end of that eight months, when you realized you wanted to make it official with her, were you already in love with her? That's a good question. I don't think I was in love. Um, I think I loved her. Mm-hmm. I think I loved her and I cared about her a lot because of the impact that she made on my life within that time frame, within those months. We were already mm-hmm. friends as it was, and then, and then be, <clears throat> getting intimate, it just made me get closer to her. Okay. Okay. So then how long after the the official girlfriend title, how long after that did you guys get married? And what made you want to get married? So 
It was about, so we had moved out, I had um, moved out with her about like two years after being in a relationship. And okay. then I had, it was roughly maybe a year or less prior to that. And I don't know. Wait, what did you do that, a year? What did you do a year prior to that? Huh? What did you say you did a year prior to that? I was saying like a year after, like about a year or less um, after that is when I uh-huh. proposed. And you proposed. Oh, okay. Okay. Roughly, you, roughly almost three years in. Okay. And what was the proposal like? Like, did you, like, who knew? Tell us about that. So I actually proposed to her um, in the same place I asked her to be my girlfriend, which was wow. at my parents' house on my bunk bed that I was a room I was sharing with my brother, and Aww. that's where I had asked her. Aww. Wait, you said yeah. a bunk bed? How old were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was in my teens when I was with my parents. Me and my we yeah, and one of my brothers shared a room. Oh, so wait, okay, but when you when you guys were when you guys hooked up that night, did you still have the bunk bed? Uh, yes. Shit was rolling on the bottom bunk. <laughs> is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh no 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 no. We hooked up in the car. We hooked up in, oh, her car. in the car. In the okay. car. But after you left the car, you did go and sleep on the bottom bunk or the top bunk. <laughs> the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh my God. Okay, so tell me about her reaction to your question. Was she ready? Was she nervous? So, all right. So this kind of ties in into the whole religious thing. Because it's, I have to touch on that a little bit. Okay. Because the church that I go to, which is the one that, that her mom goes to, that, that uh-huh. she's the one that got me into it. <clears throat> her mom and I didn't find this out till about maybe like about three, four months later after I proposed. But her mom received prophecy in church that told her that her daughter was going to get um engaged before the ending of the year. And oh, wow. I had proposed to her in September. September eighth to be exact. I had proposed to her. So, of course, she got emotional and she got very teary-eyed and, you know, she said, yeah. And then I found out. And I'm going to ask a really silly question. So, you knew nothing about this prophecy? Correct. Nothing. I didn't didn't know until, like, about maybe February or March uh, the following year. And so, the daughter, the daughter knew about it. So, she, but she didn't tell you? No, she didn't tell me a word. She didn't say nothing to me. Oh, wow. Okay, so she was ecstatic. You guys get married, and you're thinking this is your happily ever after, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys want children together? Um, I wanted kids, and I'm pretty sure she did, but it was always, the answer always came down to if it happens, it happens. If it happens, we it happens. Aiming. Yeah, we weren't aiming to have kids, but if it happened, then we were going to be okay with it. Well, um, were you preventing that in any way? Like condoms, no. birth control pills? Oh, she anything? was. She was. She was. She was on birth control for some time. Okay, so it really wasn't. It really wasn't. It it'll happen when it'll happen because you're protecting yourself from it. But you you said you said you wanted kids, and you're pretty sure she wanted kids. Did you have a conversation? Yeah, we have spoken about this a couple times, but um, I think more for her, she wanted to just enjoy her life. She wanted to travel more and okay. check things off her bucket list before we went that route. Okay. And, yet, yes, y'all were still fairly young, so there's no um, issue in that. Correct. Correct. Right. So um, tell me about some of the problems that you were starting to have, not just the, you know, the toilet seat down problems, but the real problems, the problems <laughs> that were now affecting the marriage and, you know, had you really considering your whole life. What were some of those problems? So those <clears throat> those problems were 
just constant when we were starting to live together, you know, after a while you get comfortable with somebody and right. you know, you're 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 you put your best foot forward for the first couple of months and then you know, you're 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 like a ten the whole time and then that kinda dies down to like a seven or a six, even if that um so with that we started arguing about sex because I felt like um, she didn't initiate it. Like, I felt like she wasn't attracted to me because she would not give me sex. And then she felt like, in her in her, in her way, she felt like that's all I wanted. And I didn't show her love emotionally or romantically. And yeah. that was always my argument with her because it's like, listen, you wanted to move out, and I moved out. I had got her a ring when I proposed to her. I was working at the time. I was um, on unemployment. I had just quit my my previous job from wow. so much stress that it was causing me. And I told her, like, <clears throat> how can you say that when I literally got your ring when I wasn't even working? I had no job. Right. I had it, you know. And, um, and yeah. So that's kind of um, in regards to the not having sex enough, like, what is not enough? Like, what, what were you trying to do and she wasn't? How often a week? How often a week? Well, yeah. For me, uh, because I have a high sex drive, for me, I would be okay with once a day. Once, once or every twice week. a day. Yeah, once or twice Wait. a day. Now the now the compromise for her would be like <clears throat> would be like once or twice a week, and oh, but it would never be like that. It would be like once a week for her, and oh, she can she can go on longer than that. She can go on once every two weeks, three weeks, like. No, 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 something ain't right in that sauce. So wait, so what would have been a compromise for you? He said once okay. a day. No, no, he said that's what he likes. But what would have been a fair compromise? Because clearly she's not, she doesn't want to get up every day and do that. So what's a fair compromise for you? A fair compromise for me would have been, you know, twice a week. Okay. And that's a, very, okay that's a lot of compromising for somebody who wants it, like, twice a day. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a good compromise, I feel. And for you not to be able to get it two times a week, that's a very big problem. Huh? That's what I'm saying. So when you say twice a week, so are you, so let me ask you, are you thinking, um, like, full on from start to finish or it's just, uh, like, what are you thinking should occur um, that's another good. argument that we used to have because I used to tell her it feels like like you make it seem like it's a chore, like you know put the clothes away and then that's it. I don't I don't like that because it's like we're married. I like to make love. I like to make out. I want to appreciate you, you know as you for, should. For her, it was uh you know a chore. hurry up. Let's let's get this over with. But let me ask you something. What about before marriage? Like, how did you? How was it before marriage? It it was it was great. It was it, it was a little bit of both. Sometimes we would make love. Sometimes we would have sex. Like we'll have like crazy like hardcore sex. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's great. Great. like the hardcore sex was my. That was me. That's what I wanted. The love making and everything. That's what she wanted. So of course I would do both. She doesn't want to feel like like a piece of meat, so I would I would make sure you know many times not to make her feel that way and you know caress her and massage her and you know. Well, wait. You just said before that you do like to you know make love and you know do the whole thing. Correct. So, correct. So I I, you I do I like that part, that. but you you wanna you wanna bang bang once in a while. You, you yeah, kinda, once in a once in a while I want to skip that. Like I want to just get straight to it. Right. You should be able to see her in the kitchen sometimes and then then just you know clothes get to fly in and you do what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. I agree. So, okay, so, all right. So, that, that you know, do you know, like, what, or can you think back and think of, like, is it as soon as you guys got titles that everything changed? Like, do you right. know what was the line in the sand? You know, what's crazy is that when we got married, um, and we got married, so this is like where this is another issue that started happening. Um, let me let me go back a little bit. Right when we proposed, right when I proposed, and you know she started to plan a wedding, 
I started to get slight cold feet because of the constant issues that we were having that I felt like weren't resolved yet. And I didn't want to take those into the marriage. Now, in her eyes, she's saying, well, you proposed to me because you want to marry me because you see you're still spending the rest of your life with me. So we're going to work through these no matter what. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I agree. So we started with our, we started with like like the problems got more serious around that time because it turned into a guest list of people it, it turned into wedding invites and then because I started feeling iffy about everything we canceled the guest list she never sent out the invites and okay. the wedding the wedding just turned into just me and her so we were going on a cruise and we were going to get married on the cruise while it was docked, and then mm -hmm. whoever paid to get on the cruise to, to board it the whole week would stay, and whoever didn't would just exit the ship before it took off. And that was what was our original plan with guests. When it turned into no guests and no one else, mm -hmm. and just me and her, now we decided, okay, let's do it in Jamaica, Montego Bay, Jamaica. Let's get married in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And whoever pays to get on the cruise they can either choose to come see our wedding in Jamaica when we're there, when we're docked there, or they can just go do an excursion that'll just be me and her. So it actually ended up being me and her and one of her friends and her boyfriend that actually were the only ones that paid to get on the cruise because my family and her family waited last minute and it got too expensive, so nobody decided to pay and go, which was fine. It was completely okay. We weren't. We were completely okay with that. So... Um, so despite so then, yeah. the issues, despite the issues that you were having before, you were getting cold feet, but she was like, no, let's work it through. Let's work it through. We're getting Correct. married no matter. Okay. Correct. Correct. Right. And then I kind of like, I kind of was just like, all right, you know what? She's, she's right. You know, like this is, this is long term. I don't, I don't take this as a joke to me. It's not a piece of paper. So like, I feel like I created issues in my own head before they actually were there because I think I held her to a higher standard now being my wife. And I remember telling her, don't treat me any different. Don't love me anymore. Don't care for me. Be the same exact person. The only title that changed was the fact that she went from my girlfriend to my wife and that's it. But I think I let that title get to my head and I was expecting so much, um, like from her and when she when I put them you know th and this is me talking now looking back I didn't realize this at the moment um you know I was expecting her to make me happy you know I put that I put that pressure on her oh for her no to, but you're in control of your own happiness though correct correct and the thing is that because I never it's not it, I didn't know that and I didn't know that me telling her and expecting her to make me happy was wrong because she was tolerating it she was right. acting like if it was okay. It was never a point in time where you're telling me, no, you are responsible so, for your own Let happiness. me ask you, let yeah. me ask you before we get to the resolution and where we are today, um, were any of her friends married or was she going to be the first of her friends to get married? Um, one of her friends was, got engaged later on. She was with her her boyfriend, and I, and I know both of them. I know her just as long as I know my ex-wife um, and her boyfriend as well. I know him the same length of time. Um, they they got married a couple years after we did. Hmm. I mean, Christian, okay, so right now we are, like, right at the place where we're having the same issues we're having in the marriage that we had before we even got married. Correct. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've never met you a day in my life, and I do not know this lady, but you dangled a very beautiful fruit in front of her, and she wasn't letting that go. Mm -hmm. Which is why I asked if, uh, if you she know, was her, the first to get married. Right. Now, let, tell me about her family. Is she the first of her family to get married? Yeah, what did um, marriage mean to you, and what did it mean to her? What did you think it meant to her? Um, so, uh, she was the second one in her family to get married. Her brother, um, one of her brothers was already married. Um, Does she have a sister? Uh, yes, she has a sister well, as well. She's she was married sister. as well. No, she, she has an oh, older sister. Yeah, yeah, her, her older Everybody sister. Everybody seems to be married. 
in her, in, on her side of the family. Correct. And her, obviously, at that, at that time, her parents were still together as well. They were still married, her mom and her dad. There goes that fruit. There goes that fruit, Dangles. Okay. So I, I can, I can, I can understand why she would want to be married then. Because I, I'm just trying to figure out, um, you're having issues and these are, these are serious issues. Yeah. And then to go proceed with marriage. That's what I'm trying because to figure out what work through. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't believe that you can if you if you aren't able to work through it before you get married. After the wedding dress and all that and whatever the case might be for you and your wedding, like after all that money you spent is not the time when you should be trying to solve those problems. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you know, we went through therapy and the whole nine. I think it was just we So were is so therapy did you have therapy before getting married? I had therapy by myself. Okay. So you went because by your, was the one was that this was feeling, your clothes? I was feeling short. Okay. Yes. I, I, I took the step and I told her after the fact that I was, that I made an appointment with a therapist and I was going to go, um, just to show her, like, I took initiative, like, you know, I really want this. I really want this to work. So let me go to therapy by myself and I'll go work on that on my own before we take that step. Okay, so and so you made the appointment. She didn't know that you were making the appointment or anything, but she did know you were having cold feet, right? Mm-hmm. So you say, I've now made the appointment. I'm going to go on Wednesday to go see um, a therapist or a counselor or whoever it was that you went to go see. What was her reaction? She was good with it. She was fine with it. She was completely okay with it. She says, listen, that's perfectly fine. You know, I appreciate you. Um, doing that for you, you know, you're doing it for yourself, and that's it. We'll just move forward after the appointment. Let me know what happens. Let me know how you feel after. Okay. All right. So now you're married. Were there outside of the sex um, and not being sexually compatible? Because that's how I feel like you guys are not sexually compatible. One person wants it a million times a day, and one person wants it once a week. Yeah, that's not sexually compatible. So outside of the sexual situations, what other issues were you guys having? Um, I think we argued a lot when it came to uh, the, like the time that we spent together. I used to argue with her all the time about like I used to always feel like she would put her friends above me, like before me. Um, like if she would make plans, like let's say she would make plans with me, and then like her friends ask her to hang out, she'll try to now do both. Instead of just, you know, you know what? No, I, I already made plans with my, with my husband. Let me go chill with him on this day, and then I'll go hang out with you guys tomorrow. It would be more, okay, I'll, I'll cut my time with him, and then I'll go chill with them. And um, I, 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 used to, I used to hate that because it's like, but then if the tables were turned, if it was the other way around, it yeah. would be like, no, no, honey, you know, I'll hang out with them Friday, and then, you know, you, you're good Saturday. Right. But when it came to me, I never got that. I, felt, I always felt like I got the short end of the stick. And I think that just, I think that was kind of her way of us, of, of, because we spent so much time together and we were together all the time. I think that was just her way of trying to get out, like trying to have her time because I always mm-hmm. wanted her to be around. I always wanted her to be there. Okay, so you do admit the fact that you definitely was um, like the main one wanting her always around. Correct. I definitely, um, and again, this is me today looking back. I revolved my life around her. I leaned on her. Mm. Now, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a life outside of my marriage, like for myself. Now, when you, and that's a whole other problem. Now, when you said you, um, you, you, you know, you put your whole life around her. When you guys are hanging out, is it just we're hanging out in the house, or were you actively taking her out on dates, going to the movies, beach, whatever? Was it just at the house, or did you actually take her out? Um, no, we we would go out all the time. I would make okay. plans for us to go out all the time. Dinners, okay. uh, bowling, movies, we did pretty much everything. Okay, and what was your final, what would you say is your final straw that was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore? So, so I didn't make the final straw. It wasn't me. I wanted to keep fighting and just give me a chance and a, a time to to get myself together, to make to get myself better 
it was her. I think with Tell me about the that conversation. It was um I remember this was two thousand nineteen. So actually okay. So in 2017, November, we had separated. She told me because of so much fighting and arguing and us not resolving those issues, and it was just repetitive arguing about the sex, the whole friendship thing. We even argue because I'm such a, a tidy person. Um, I do laundry. I cook. I clean. I do dishes. I know how to cook. I don't... I never, I'm not the, I wasn't the type to go to work, come home, and expect the house to be clean and dinner to be made. I don't, I don't, I didn't care for that. I never asked her to do that. Like, if I wanted her to do that, it was probably once or twice a month. I'm not the type to come home and get mad because the house is not cleaned. What used to get me upset is when I felt like I was cleaning up after you. I don't mind cleaning, but now when I feel like I'm cleaning up after you, it's like, I feel like I have a child. Mm-hmm. Clean up your own stuff, and I don't mind doing. I don't mind cleaning so much more because I was raised that way. Um, so that's that was also a big part of arguments, and she couldn't tolerate it. And she told me she needed her space. And again, because I revolved my life around her, I wasn't giving her that space. So she um, ended up uh, leaving. She ended up um, she ended up leaving the. Um, the apartment we were, we were at an we were at an apartment back in 2017. So she left the apartment, and I stayed in the apartment by myself. She went to her mom's house. So long story short, we were separated for that time. And you know, I guess what happened throughout the years um, just kind of chipped away at her, chipped away at her patience of me of of her wanting me to change and and you know be better. And she fell out of love. Were so you shocked? Lisa, were you shocked when she wanted to separate? Were you shocked? Absolutely, one thousand percent. Because, and and again, I can look back at it now and realize that I wasn't changing. Because in my mind, you're always going to take me back. You're 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 so used to me being here that I'll change, and I'll probably end up going back to the same old me. Not on purpose. It just happened. It was just who I was. That you're going to always forgive me. You're going to take me back. So when you're when when she finally got up and left. Yeah, of course. It it threw my world for a loop. I battled depression, anxiety. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to see nobody. I was just lost. I didn't know what the hell to do with myself at that time. So that went on for like three to four months. And then when we got back together, I had begged her. Like I, 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 and that's kind of around the time. And it's crazy because around that time that we separated, Mm -hmm. to when I stopped, I around that time prior to that, I stopped believing in God. I stopped praying. I stopped going to church. I didn't even want to talk about it. People would talk to me about it either at work or at home or even hurt. Yeah. It would get me upset because I didn't want to hear it. So yeah. then um, we got back together in 2018, and we went to therapy so you guys together. Were separated for how long? Separated for about how four long? months. About four okay. months. Okay. So then we got back together. And so before you, before you tell us about you getting back together, did you make any kind of changes, any adjustments during that four month time? Nothing permanent. Well, so, right. we so, know when yeah, permanent. So what did, did you do so, differently? So looking back at it now, all those changes that I did make were for her. They were not for me. Right. Okay. And that's why they won't be permanent. Right. They're not right. Oh, correct. So I did what them were for, those changes? Like, what did you what so, did you adjust so, to try to um, win her back? So there was one thing that I used to do. Like, when me and her would argue, I'll hold on to that grudge for hours, sometimes a day, even after we would resolve it. And she used to hate that because I'm neglecting her. I'm distancing myself from her. And she hated that. So that's one thing I changed about myself. But in the time of an argument, I thought it was understood that <laughs> we was going to argue and not be friends for a couple of hours, maybe even 24 hours, 48. <laughs> really? That's no, not that's, that's not normal. I, I just feel like, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, no, I, I, I would side with her with this. Like, I feel like if we're over the argument, we're done, then we shouldn't, we shouldn't be mad anymore. Okay. Another thing was into the next another day. thing was arguing about uh-huh. cleaning. I wouldn't nag her about cleaning anymore. Um, she would clean. She just wouldn't clean as much as I do. So she'll look at me and say, "Just because you're that way doesn't mean I have to be that way." Like I yeah. clean when I want to clean all my time, and we went to therapy for that as well. 
And then the other thing was... Um, Wait, for the cleanest? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. That, that was part of, like, a simple conversation we would have in therapy because the therapist would say, listen, um, instead of, you know, if if she needs to do the dishes, and so how about she'll do them before she goes to bed? No, the therapist. The therapist no way. The therapist not over there trying to work out. Y'all clean the schedule. It would be like a whole chart. Yeah. So did you guys, oh, oh, you guys had like a chores chart. So, no, not a chores chart because, again, I did the majority of the cleaning. But if I'm not around and it's like, I don't example, know. Like, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a clean person. I don't know. I don't know. You should clean yeah, up. I can't clean up I'm not going to understand. It. Yeah, it's like, I feel like you should just know this life at all. Yeah, I feel but like I you should clean up because <laughs> I feel like I'm going to, like, I feel like somewhere you're falling short and I'm going to pick you up there. So you so pick you me up in the cleaning. That is how I think marriage works. Absolutely. If I'm not the biggest cleaner, then maybe I'm the cooker. You yeah. know what I mean? So, okay, you're just going to have to pick up after me, but guess what? I got you on everything in the kitchen. Right. Like that. Like that's how that's how I feel like marriage works. But, okay, so y'all are having this fight. Y'all get back together after separating for a little bit. What Do you know what exactly made her um, decide to come back? Or what did she – did she say that she felt like you changed or – so I had told her, I had told her, like, to give us one final chance. I said, give us one final chance. Let me prove to you that I'm this different person. And she says, okay, you know what? Let's go to therapy. Let's talk about it. Let's see what the therapist says. At the end of the day, the decision is up to her, ultimately up to her. So um, we went to ther- the therapy, and the, and the therapist, you know, therapy, uh, therapists can never tell you whether to stay together or to not stay together. She roots right. for us to stay together, but she can't ultimately make, any decision. make that decision. Um, right. That's on, that's on us and also her. So she made the decision. She said, okay, fine. You know what? Let's try it. The therapist says, listen, don't think, don't think too much because when you think too much, you're going to talk yourself out of doing things, whether it's coming on to him, whether it's caressing him, whether it's cuddling, whether it's just go along and do it like it's natural until it becomes a habit. And then you're going to slowly get back into where you guys were. And then you can see um, if you fall back in love with him. Mm -hmm. So that started around. Oh, wait. So, so wait, wait, when you say fall back in love. So at this point, she's saying she's out of love. Correct. And you don't take that as a no or a, you know, it is what it is. You think that or you thought then that someone can fall out of love with you and, you know, with repetition, just like you said, it could come back. Correct. Do you think that now, just to clarify? Um, I think it all depends on the person. Okay. I think okay. it all depends so, on the person, how much effort yeah. they put in and yeah. that's really did what they you want. Ever, did you ever fall out of love with her? Like, um, with all? I don't think so, no. No? No. No. Okay. So you guys I always, tell, I always tell, like, I love, I'm, a, I'm an emotional person. I, I love heart. So it's hard. It's like, I know how to love heart. I just don't know how to like, oh. stop it. You know, I had this one question. Um, when you guys were separated, were you having sex with her or with with anybody? People? Okay. Um, I did. I had I within that four months, I had sex with two girls, and I felt guilty as ever after the fact. Does she know? No, I never told her. Okay. That. And if and if even if I did, it wouldn't have occurred because we weren't together. And she right. made it very clear. She made it very clear. Like, listen, we can't talk. When we got back together, she says, whatever you did when we weren't together, that's none of my business. The same way it's none of your business. What I did or didn't do when we were we were not together. You were single. I was single. And we're moving forward from here on out. Okay. So you never asked her this question, I'm guessing. No. Did you want to ask her? Um, yeah, of course. I wanted to know. But... um I mean, I didn't want to get into, like, unnecessary Another argument. So, but, but would, would you have been prepared to tell her about the two girls? Uh, no. Mm. He said no. He said no. Mm-hmm. Not All right. Okay. 
And so, so tell me about, not that this has anything to do with it, but you said you felt guilty about the two girls. You felt guilty. Why? Is it just because of your love for your ex-wife or? Correct. Okay. Correct. I wasn't ready. I think I was obviously thinking with the wrong head and, you know, I went along with it. And then after the fact, I was like, what the hell? I just want to know, like, what is the mental space of a guy? Like, I've never been a guy, clearly. I just want to know the mental space of a guy who's trying to get another girl back but have two slip-ups with two girls. Like, I just, I'm well, not I don't understand that No, it's not space. two slip-ups. He didn't tell you it was twice. He's saying it's two girls. Right, that's what I'm saying. So two girls, how do you, how do you, how are you so fucked up in the head and so in love with me on one side and then you have sex? With two girls, how does that work? Because um, I think what happened is the constant, like every time, if you were that person, every time me and you would talk, it would be mm-hmm. an argument. It would be a full-blown right. argument. It would be you telling me, you know, you need to let me be, you know, live your life. I'm single. You're single. Whatever it is you want, yada, yada, yada. And that kind of helped push me in that direction to go mm. do what it is that I wanted. If I was trying to move on from you, I couldn't just sit there and just wait to see if you're going to come back. That it was like on a daily basis. Like if you had a fight with her today and it was such a horrible fight, then that kind of led you into the arms of somebody else. But you don't really fuck with this person like that. You Correct. really want your girl back. Correct. Hmm. Do you still talk to these people today or? Um, yeah, somewhat, but there it's not like that anymore. Like they, they knew they knew what was up when, when we messed around. They knew what I was going through and they knew that I didn't want anything and they were yeah, we're we're still cool now. We don't talk as much, but we're still cool. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're now um together again. Are things normal ish or things are like weird? So I got back with her. We started the relationship again, the marriage, I should say, again, right. around mid-March. And mm-hmm. for June, around June, and it wasn't it wasn't all the way there yet. Like, my birthday was in April, and she was just like, yeah, go out and hang out with your friends. She didn't want to come out with me. Um, and then she finally, like, gave in when I told her, you know, I would kind of, like, beg her, like, yo, come out with me. Like, you know, if this is, like, what we're doing, how come you're not spending my birthday with me? And um, she came out. She finally came out with me. And then I think it picked up. And now, remind you, we didn't have sex between March all the way up until June because she was still working on getting there, like trying to be comfortable with me being around her and and being able to touch her. Yeah. Yep. So when we went to Chicago, I had took her to Chicago for her birthday. So wait, wait, before we get to Chicago, hold on Chicago. So between March and June, what were you doing? I need to know. We're... We were like we would me- we would like somewhat mess around like somewhat foreplay, but we didn't have sex, no intercourse. I just I can't I can't. So, but what were you doing though? How were you being solved? I was satisfying myself. I was. Yeah, okay. I didn't cheat. I didn't talk to nobody. Okay. All right. That's no, what no, I was no. trying to figure out if we had to move back to um no, no. thing one and thing two. Okay. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <people. laughs> so. So, um, so the first time we had sex was in Chicago. That's when she got like really comfortable and it kind of happened. Like she kind of initiated it and then it happened. And then. So when, when, and this is for her birthday. So when's her birthday? June. Uh, June 17th. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So after we got back from Chicago, Around uh, the next month in July, I had initiated about buying a house. And she was all for it because this is always something that she wanted. Um, And we used to argue about this, too, because I was always scared to take that leap. The same way I struggled with taking the leap with marriage, 
I was yeah. also struggling to take the leap with the house because I'm like, that's a you know that that's like commitment. That's, that's something talking to you. That I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what that is, but that's something telling you every time. So so yeah. but wait wait a minute. So let me ask you: Are you like this in just like say for instance you're going to go buy a car? Do you get cold feet to buy a car or do no. you kind of? No. Okay. No. I know what I'm doing when when I'm gonna when I set my mind to something I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I agree. That's something. All right. So so you initiated buying a house. Now you initiated it, but you're doing it for her. Is this, is this correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm buying. I'm buying the same way people sit there and they have kids thinking it's gonna keep them together. I did that with a house. Yes, you did. Oh wow. Yes, you did. I did that with a house. So the house was bought. It wasn't even thought. You actually went through and got the house. Correct. I have a friend who's a realtor. His wife was a mortgage broker. I'm the one that supplied everything as far as everything. And then we started looking at houses from there. And I think within um, what's crazy is that we started looking, we started looking, I think late June, actually, now that I think about it, we started mm-hmm. looking in late June. And the reason why is because I asked her out on July 3rd. We signed, we we put our names on the dotted line for a new home on July 5th, two days after. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's when okay. we found the home. We found the right so home. So when you when you were looking at houses, um, what what is her what is her what is she like? Is she excited? Is she? Are you oh, guys holding hands, crazy. walking into each house? Like, what yeah. are you guys doing? <laughs> Yeah, we're we're definitely both excited. We're both constantly looking. We're communicating with my realtor left and right. There was even a point in time where the house that we ended up buying at that time, um, we went to see it twice that day. And I let her make the decision whether we were going to get the house or not because her commute to work was going to be a little farther than mine. And I wanted her to be okay with that. And I let her make the decision if we were going to go through with the house or not. And we, at one point, we lost the house, and it went back on the market, and she got really emotional. And I went back, back and forth with my realtor to go back and forth with the seller's realtor, and we ended up getting the house again. And we, and the day that we were back in contract, three other contracts that were higher than ours, higher offers came in later on that day, but they couldn't accept them because we were, we were already in contract. So, um because of me, you know, once once my ex-wife saw that the house was back on the market, it was back in the MLS, like she freaked out, she broke down in tears, she was stressed out from us seeing houses, and she fell in love with this one, and I busted my ass to try to get that house, and I made it happen, and we ended up getting it. Okay. So um, what month is this that the house is for sure bought? Is, is it still in July? This was, yeah, this was in, this was like July. Okay, so for the rest of the year, do you feel like it was a good time? Like, you know, everyone was happy. She was happy. No. No. No? So we argued a lot when it came to the house. So the house needed no renovations whatsoever, but we Mm -hmm. wanted to do uh, renovations. So we got, we, we argued about what floors to put in. We argued about the paint. We argued about the ceiling. We argued about whether or not carpets were going to be put in the room. We argued about kitchen cabinets, the island, the countertops, everything. Mm-hmm. And we knew, like a deep down, we knew that this is normal. People argue about a freaking house all the time and what to get, what not to get. And the right. phone line. We weren't arguing now, about the same this, things anymore. We this entire process of buying... You know the stress. That are, are we having sex? Are we having sex? Or are we yeah, having I think it was. Sex? I think it was somewhat. I think we were, but not as much. And I think maybe at that time we were still arguing about it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this was taking a toll on both of us. While buying a house. Correct. And then even after buying the house, and then and then getting it done, getting you know everything, getting the floors taken out, getting the popcorn ceiling removed, the ceiling repainted, the kitchen removed, the countertops removed, the appliances removed, everything was completely brand new. Everything that we put into the house was brand new. Hmm. We so, took down walls, we did everything. So, so here we are, renovations are done. What month are we? This is after everything is done, we mm-hmm. finally move into the house in October. 
Okay. And are we, yeah. we're in 20, what year are we in? 19, last year. No, I'm lying. Uh, 18. 2018. Yeah. Okay. So we're in 2018, October. Everything's done. You move into the house, furniture, everything's beautiful. So what is life like now in the house? Now that all the stress from floors, kitchen, cabinets, now that all that's done, we love it, it's beautiful. Tell, tell us about what's so life like in the house. So she loved it. I did. I wasn't crazy about it. Not the house, just like one of the big arguments we had is I wanted carpet in the bedroom. She didn't. She's, um, she's, Christian, I have a quick question. Why do you even talk about carpet in the bedroom? It was just something that I wanted. I wanted to feel like I got to stay in something in that house. Yeah, but the bedroom yeah, carpet or flooring? Yeah, I feel like, do you have like a man's cave in there, like a garage, something else that you could choose? Yeah, like, I feel like, why are we arguing about flooring? Yeah, don't fuck with me with the, with the carpet, like, like. But I got, I got over it. After a certain okay. time, I got over it. And then, okay. And then the arguments turned into pretty much right back to where they were from the beginning. The sex. So we went back cleaning. to sex again? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, then it came around the holidays. Wait, so so let me ask you one thing, because I know that um, finances is actually one of the, um, if not the top reasons for divorce, which I don't think really finances is the core of it, but don't get me started on that. But tell me about finances. Are you, is she like financially responsible and you're financially responsible? Is that Absolutely. why that never really, okay, all right. Absolutely. One thing our realtor called us, he says you guys are, unicorns because it's rare to find a couple that has you know 800 plus credit scores they have their money together they're ready they know what they want they know what they're looking for it's rare to find that nowadays so we always okay. took care of our stuff before we even met each other she never paid none of my bills i never paid none of her bills she took care of herself i took care of myself and then we took care of whatever joint bills we had together and the house buying it was the same correct okay so you guys move into the house Everything should be great, but it's not. Um, who then actually brings up the divorce? So this was, this was we celebrated the holidays together. Um, uh, Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving, and then New Year's hits, and everything's good. January comes around. This is last mm-hmm. year, January 2019. We had a cruise that was booked for us to go on. Mm-hmm. So we go on a cruise together. Cruise is a week long. On the last day of the cruise, um, we're in the room. Now, remind you, this is a weekend. How's the cruise going? How's the cruise growing before we get to the last So day? the cruise was going okay until I'm like, yo, you haven't had sex with me all week on this cruise. The fuck? How are we not having sex on the damn cruise? Exactly. So I go to her, yo, you know, you know what I was thinking about? It's about to be almost a year since I came back into the picture and you Mm -hmm. haven't told me that you loved me once. Oh, shit. And she didn't know how to respond. But were you saying it? I said that. I said that to her. Yeah, I was. I, I I I never fell out of love. No, 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 but in the year, are you saying, oh, I love you? Are you saying yeah. it? And she's just yeah. not saying it back? What is Correct. she doing? Shit. She, I think she would just say thank you. I don't remember. I honestly, that part I don't remember specifically. Oh, all right. But I remember she didn't say nothing at that time. She told me to just give her some time. Like, it kind of threw her for a loop because she didn't realize, like, holy shit, like, he's right. So mm-hmm. now we get back from the cruise. Um, we had a conversation, everything was okay at that time, then February, because the cruise happened towards the ending of January, so now February comes around, we're, we're good for, um, Valentine's Day, and then, uh, then it just turned into her telling me one day when she finally gathered her thoughts, um, she told me she just needed time to think, every time to think I was still going to work, um, still come home, treating her like everything was okay. And then she just told me that she was done, that she can't do this anymore. 
she doesn't know why she didn't fall in love with me, but she didn't, and that she can't control how she feels. It's just the way she feels, and that she can't she she can't do this anymore. She can't continue moving forward, and she's done. She wants to separate. She wants a divorce. And I'm sure and, that crushed you. Um, that did. Um, I felt like deja vu all over again because when we first separated back in 2017, I got on my knees, I cried, I begged, and I did the same thing this time around. It was like all over again. Wow. Like, damn, like you're letting me down again. Wow. And um, I remember she told me, she says, Christian, if you're going to get on your knees, then beg God. Beg God, don't beg me. Beg God for strength. Beg God for peace. Don't beg me. And that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. I already, yeah, absolutely. Because I already went through it the first time where I mm -hmm. went through the sleepless nights, the constant crying, the anxiety, the depression. I was in therapy once or twice a week. I mm -hmm. didn't go through it as much this time around. Mm -hmm. And then this kind of ties into church because at this time back in 2018 2019 I was already back back into you know growing my faith and going to church and praying daily and the last day that I'm in the house so I stayed in that house for like another week and the last day that I'm in that house it's a Sunday I wake up early I go to church and after service I go and I receive prophecy. Now, prophecy, you know, after service, you sit on a chair and somebody has their hands on your head and they're whispering to you. They're talking to you and it's God talking to you through them. And these people don't know me. They don't know me through a hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that this pastor says to me is, my son, you're going to start a new chapter today. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gave me confirmation like, yeah, you're going to have to leave this house. doesn't matter mm -hmm. how, how much you fight. You need to go. It's like done. he pretty much was telling me it's done. You need to go. And that, of course, and this to, is and you said nothing to this man. This man literally just he doesn't know said me. you're going to start. All Correct. You, did you don't. You don't, you don't talk to them. You don't talk to them. Once you're done with service, you sit on these. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a bench, and then little by little, people go and they sit on the wooden chair and whoever's there. Some people, sometimes it could be a pastor or someone who just has that gift of prophecy. They don't mm -hmm. know you. They can maybe see you in church from time to time. You don't talk to these people. You know, sometimes they say hi to you and that's it. Um, mm -hmm. But they don't, he don't, he don't know me. He doesn't know my name. He doesn't know nothing about me. Um, it's a new chapter and you knew what he was talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. At, the, at this point in time, I know that God definitely speaks to me. And that wasn't the first time. So mm -hmm. that was it. After after I left, I left the house later on that day. She had left. That way she gave me my time to myself. And mm -hmm. I packed all of my stuff. And I left. I ended up leaving. And when I left, we didn't see Feeling speak. strong, though. Feeling strong, you know. In at, your at, that, at that moment. At that moment, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. At that moment, I was okay. Um, that was March 10th, 2019 that I left. We didn't speak. Hey, you again. remember the date? Like, if this is a whole yeah. deposition. Yeah. yeah like, any dates and all. Okay. Like, okay. So, so, so you move out, and now, so now, what date are you guys officially divorced? Um, I think that was August 22nd. Okay. And how did you how do you think the overall process went? Were you surprised by any demands? Were you do you feel like everything went fair? How do you feel so like your process went? We decided to divide our assets outside the courts. So the okay. process was very and extremely seamless. We literally filed for divorce mm -hmm. on the 21st um and we got divorced on the 22nd. It was that fast. Yeah, yeah. I didn't try to fight so her how, for the house. How were those conversations with her, though, dividing assets? Oh, it was intense. Like, it got intense a couple of times because this is all new to me and it's all new to her. So we mm -hmm. don't know what's right from wrong. And finally, it got, to, it, got, it got so stressful to the point where I told her, you know what? Don't give me nothing. I don't want anything. Keep the house, keep the dog, keep the money, keep everything. No, no, you and, 
Yeah, so to keep everything, I don't want anything. So write, write a contract, send it to me, I'll sign it, and I'll send it back. And that's it. All I want is I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to deal with I don't want to deal with the stress, the anxiety, the frustration. I just want to be at peace. And this is what's going to bring me peace. Her herself, the type of person she is, she will never be able to live with herself that way. And she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. And she wrote a contract. She did the math. I did the math as well. And we both agreed. I didn't want her to lose the house. I didn't want to lose the house either, especially with all the work we put into it. And mm -hmm. she makes, she's very well off where she can afford being there by herself. So the agreement was for her to keep the house and just give me back the amount of money that I put into it. And the crazy mm -hmm. thing is that even after that, I still asked her for less. The contract states a certain amount. I asked for less than that amount because mm -hmm. I wanted her to be well off. You're paying way more than I am, especially when I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at my parents at this moment. Um, so I wanted her to be okay. I wanted her to be That's fine. That's what a man does. Yeah. That sounds pretty manly to me. Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't want to take the house. I didn't want to take the dog. I, I even told her to keep all the furniture. We agreed that she would just continue paying for the furniture monthly until it was paid off. No problem. And, yeah, the number that I was supposed to be given, I got, like, half of that, and I was completely okay with it. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And then, you know, we ended things cordially. We, you know, even to this day, we're still good. We're still friends. We're still cordial. Right. You know, um, Christian, I really like your story because I think you struggled a lot with yourself and you realize that now. You know what I mean? So and, and that's with life, like it's a circle. You have to learn something from every experience and I really do believe that you're a better person now, you know, you 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 know your wrongs and have you had Correct. a relationship or um have you taken on like a serious anything since um, I I dated somebody for a few, like about two months or so, but I realized Nothing. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I, I couldn't get into in a relationship after having one of eight years with my ex-wife and then just about a year well, in girl, getting into let me another. Ask you, was she anything like your ex-wife? No. No. Totally that different. was a problem to me. That was a problem to me at the time. Because oh, I realized... At the time. Yeah, because I realized if I'm still comparing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but she she was a great girl. It's just the timing was wrong. Correct. She she was ready to be with me and for me to just snap my finger and get over my past. And okay. I was like, listen, that needs to happen on my time. You got to give me time to work through this. Like I'm still working through this. It's only been a few months. Actually, at the time that we met, we, um, me and my ex wife weren't even fully divorced. We weren't divorced yet. Oh, okay. But did you? So so did, I, but you told her where you were as far as absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I was always even um, within my marriage and after the fact. I'm always big on communication. So I made sure that I told her, listen, I'm not looking for anything, for anything serious. I just got out of a little marriage. Like. If you want to be around and, and work and be there and support me while I get through this, that's fine. I'm not forcing you to do that. But right. this is where I'm at right now, mentally, emotionally. Mm. Okay. So let me ask you, would you do you do you think you'd ever get married again? Um I think if I think if the time presents itself with the right person, I can I can see myself getting married again. Mm. And do you want children? Are kids still in yeah. part of you? Yeah, I definitely want kids. Okay, good. So do you? So, so let me ask you, and then I think, um, I think you've you've shared a lot, and it's it's interesting that because I, I agree with Shana, like I think that um, self reflection is a hell of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, what's next for you? Like, what is what what's next for Christian? So. Right now, like, where I'm at in my life is finding myself, my happiness, being comfortable on my own, so that way yes. I don't make the same mistake of leaning and attaching myself to anybody. I'm trying yes. to heal my own wounds, so that way if I end up with somebody and it doesn't work out, I don't feel like that wound is there. I can just heal it on my own. Yeah, beautiful. I yes. think that's, that's amazing. And... Um, you're open to love again and all that stuff. It's just, are you going to now listen to those voices, like even the cold feet before getting married, or do you do you 
see yourself doing it all over again? Um, I think it, I think I'll know when the time is right, when I'm mentally and emotionally ready, when I'm ready to open my eyes, open my heart, open my arms to somebody. Um, then yeah, I think I'll definitely be be down with the process of dating and you know going through that whole that whole spiel of you know trying to end up with somebody in a relationship and marriage and the whole nine. But I think uh, like at my my point in time right now, I've gotten to the point where I set standards for myself, what it is that I want, and mm-hmm. certain boundaries as well for myself because I don't want to be with somebody just for a short period of time. Like, I don't want to – I'm wasting my time if that's the case. Yeah. I don't want to go through that. All righty. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, Shana's actually looking you up on Tinder right now. You're not on Tinder, are you? (laughs) 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 I deactivated my profile before this call. Oh, Okay. Oh, so you. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> we want to thank you for coming into our laundry area and sorting the laundry with us and all that good stuff. I wish you nothing more than you know six ten um sex ten times a day. Yeah. And a clean, 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 clean wife and nothing but the best. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate you. Yes, Lord, that was that was that was something, Kim. Yeah, I think so. Like I, I don't know. I feel like if you have cold feet before you're going into a marriage with before, issues, yeah. during, on the end, like baby, if it's one yeah. thing you learn today, listen to that to like that voice. inner voice. Yeah, you have because, to. And that's why I asked him. I said, "Well, do you when you go to purchase a car?" Do you have the same cold feet? Are you just a nervous person? Exactly. Bitch, I'm a nervous wreck. Yes, you are. Big decision. Everything. Girl, a regular shopping cart. You got to dwell for hours. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Wow. Like, that was a lot. But you know what? The best part about it for me was just the fact that he learned what he was doing wrong. Because all that, oh, hang out with me, screw your friends type shit. Like, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, I'm not going to do you that bad where I'm literally going to make you feel like, you know, you can't have time with me, but it's we're going to work everything out. Everyone's going to have their own time, but I need time away from you, too. Yeah, yeah. That's important. He definitely admitted that he wants to be around all the time and clean ain't it either. Yes. um, But yeah. Tell these people where to drop their drawers. Okay. We want to hear more stories. Like for real, that's for sure. All right, guys, we need y'all to drop your drawers in our email, which is the Lipstick Laundry Podcast at gmail um, You can also do it in our DMs um, on IG and Facebook. Feel, please follow us at Lipstick Laundry Podcast. At Twitter, it's Lip Laundry. Guys, we are everywhere. Are you going to give me shit right now? Or can I? Okay, good. So guys, if you have Apple, definitely subscribe, follow, put comments, do whatever you got to do. I ain't even got an Apple phone. I don't know what it looks like, but do what you got to do. We love y'all. And not only that, let me just say that TikTok, we're there. We're liking shit, but we're not posting anything. I think we have to figure out how to post first. Girl, shut up. You're making it sound like boomers. Okay, bye.